Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, Once again, we're coming at you, but we have something special today. I have a guest in the studio who's no stranger to Minnesota. Uh, she's worked She's worked in Minnesota before uh, with Prison Fellowship, and then she got this call, this this call that makes us all jealous. She got called to South Florida. And uh, I have uh, Elizabeth Coldren in the studio with me today, and now she is uh, running a ministry called Grace Place, a very interesting ministry, and I'm going to let her uh, explain it to you. Elizabeth, can you just give us, uh, just explain Grace Place and, and what, what you do and what called you, what really caused you to start it. Well, thanks for having me on, Pastor Joe. <laughs> it's fun to be with you again. And really, Grace Place School started as a result of God really gripping my heart with the whole horrible um, thing going on called sex trafficking. Mm. When I was living in Minnesota, Like in 2006, there was an apartment that was raided that it was two blocks from my house and they were trafficking girls as young as 10 years old. And I couldn't ignore the problem any longer because it was right in my backyard. And that's when God really broke my heart. And because I'd been running from him, I knew about sex trafficking way back. back. But I thought, God, if I know any more about it, I'm going to have to do something about it. And I was I felt unprepared at that time. So when God showed me that it was happening right in my backyard, I, I couldn't ignore him anymore. And I told God, I said, I'm yours, whatever you want me to do, however I can help, just show me. Well, it was a while because back then nothing was, not much was happening here in Minnesota regarding this situation. That's really changed now. There's a lot of people really helping the situation of sex trafficking in Minnesota because it's really uh, a lot in Minnesota also. But God moved me down to South Florida, which is a real hotbed for sex trafficking, drug trafficking, every kind of trafficking. And it's really considered to be number three in the nation, which is nothing to be proud of, but it's a tourist state and a port state, things like that. So I just kept praying after I was finished with my commitment with prison fellowship. I started praying. I said, God, what? how can you use me and my special gifts and talents? Because I definitely am not someone who's trained to go busting down doors and, you know, 
pull out my weapon, weapon and grab all the bad guys. Free everybody, yeah. You know, everybody thinks that's what you need to do, but there's people who are trained for that. <laughs> but my training is actually in education. And for very high at risk students, I did that in the public schools like for over 18 years mm. with all kinds of students. And so God finally opened up my eyes and he said, look, the very same types of students you were working with and the types of students you work with here, um, Pastor, they're the ones that are really at the very highest risk of being recruited into the sex trafficking, the gangs, all that stuff. And now the gangs and drugs, all that, it really leads into the sex trafficking because the sex trafficking has become so prolific as far as money goes. It's crazy. They make they can make so much more money. This is horrible, but they can make so much more money out of selling people than they can out of selling drugs. So... Our mission at Grace Place School is to see at-risk youth freed from sex trafficking and other destructive lifestyles by us helping to empower them to reach their God-given potential. And we do that through uh, several core components that we've developed. One is an academic program. So if they're failing terribly in their academics, uh, and, and that leads for them to be suspended and blah, 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 and on the streets, and as they're on the streets, they're much more tempted to be recruited. So we have an academic program. We have extensive job skills training program. And we do a lot of life skills, job skills. We even have an entrepreneurship and career exploration program. We have a business development program. They even developed a mobile ice cream cart business called Chillin' with Grace. (laughs) And they're learning all kinds of things with that. That it actually was student developed. They wrote the business plan and everything and got it going. And they're learning customer service and money management. And it's a cash business, so they're learning to be very honest with money and all kinds of things. And it's um, our hope is that they can go out and start their own small business sometime if they if they're so because a lot of these students as you know because you work with a lot of these at-risk youth they're crazy creative in a lot of ways so if we can just work with them to get that creativity directed in the right path but the biggest thing is pastor is that everything that we do at grace place school it's christ-centered biblically based and we believe that it's really an inside life change as they get to know christ that can heal them, can help their broken past, because they all come from very, very broken past and present. And by the time they get to be junior high, high school age, they have a lot of things that uh, healing needs to take place. I I was telling my grandson, I want to choke him the other day, (laughs) and uh, because I said, you live in a bubble. I said, because your parents have chosen you know, you're on second, you know, you're, you're a third generation Christian. You know, your, your, your mom, I mean, I'm a Christian, then your mom's a Christian, now you are hoping to be a Christian, I say, but you live in a bubble because your parents put you in this, 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 this bubble and you don't know what's going on out there. I say, you don't know what some kids have to go through, you know, and, I, you know, it was like, uh, what, two years ago, uh, we went to get into the van. To get ready to leave. And there's this naked woman laying on the curb mm. next to the van. And mm. a staff person came back at the church. 
did this and Nikki woman laid out there to try to wake her. And so we sent the girls out and they got her up and we have a shower in the church. And so we got a shower and got some clothes and she finally started coming to, to, to talk to us. But basically she was from a small town in Iowa. Some guys came down there partying, you know, and she was partying with them and getting high. And next thing you know, she was in the car and they were driving to Minneapolis and they put her in a room and start selling her. And she got away and, 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 uh, and, and she just fell out by the church, you know? And, uh, so, you know, we called the authorities, you know, we tried to get a shelter and do all those things, but they, my staff came to grips with that, you know, that they, cause I came out of that. I mean, I didn't know it was called sex trafficking back with, you know, when I was growing up in Chicago, you know what I mean? It was just like, that's what happens to the weak. You know what I mean? I was telling my grandson, that's what happens to the weak. I said, but you don't have to worry about that because of the choices that are made and because of the prayer that goes over you that protects you from that. And uh, and my other grandson had experience where a guy tried to pick him up as he was walking back from the store. And, and, and what we don't realize sometime in the body of Christ is that people are out there suffering, you know, and, 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 and when they come out of that, you know, the number one indicator for a person to end up in prison or in the streets is inability to read, you know, because then you quit going to school, you feel shame, uh, you know, you get teased, you know, and so you go out there where education doesn't matter and you get caught up in that. And then when a person wants to get out of that, it takes so much time and effort, you know, because you, you, as you got to try to erase all that's there. And so, you know, and, and I, and I know that, that I, I love reading about your newsletters. I love, I love when your students call me and, and thank me and thank me for giving. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and I just want to let our listeners know that, that there's a lot of people on the front line trying to, trying to do some things as we are back here, not seeing the front line and, and, and they need our one. They definitely need our, you know, grace place needs our prayer support and our two need the financial support. And uh, so if somebody wants, is your web, do you have a website? We sure do. It's graceplaceschool.org. Graceplaceschool.org. And, and you can, you can give, give online. Give online. Mm-hmm. And sign up for the newsletter. Absolutely. You know, I encourage people to do that because, you know, as I share with my grandkids, this is what's going on out there. You know what I mean? You know, you might be doing your ABCs and one, two, threes, but somebody is, is some mom is selling their kid. For drugs, I, that that happened all the time when I was growing up. That a mom would sell their kids, you know, to drug dealers, and and you know, just in exchange for drugs. And and you know, we 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 didn't know what to do. We just looked. It just it was a part of life there, you know, going through that part. But you know, I mean, it this becomes serious business. Like you said, it's it's become serious business. You can't even go anywhere, you know, without somebody might Mickey in your drink, and next thing you know, you're gone. You know, you're gone. You know, and so what you're teaching these these young women, you know, and, and how to have a confidence in their self that, that they don't have to even put themselves in that harm's way. They, they can be exposed to some things that others get exposed to naturally because mom and dad may own a business or uncle Bob may own a business and, and, and you're, you're giving them an exposure that they, they just don't see. Uh, so you want to share a story, you know, that, that uh, you know, about a, a, a graduate, you know, what they're doing has been 
are impacted by Grace Place? Sure. We also work with boys, too, young mm-hmm. men, okay. which kind of sets us apart from a lot of people that work with this kind of um, clientele. So we do both because we believe if we get the guys, because the guys also get recruited. Oh, yeah. But yeah. but they're all, like you said, they were approached. Your um, person was approached, and they either get recruited as victims and or um, perpetrators. So if we can get the men to really, the young men, to know how God created them to be providers and protectors of the women, and they can also excel, excel then that'll give the women, the young women, a much better chance of being successful. But we have had a lot of students who now, that we've just done our sixth summer program, and we've had a lot of students that now are doing well. We have young one young man, he's now 20, and he just started, he's interested in going to college for aviation mechanics, but he hasn't really had the encouragement in his background. Nobody in his family has really gone on to higher education or anything, and his parents, they're from, they're from um, Haiti. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of Haitians in South Florida, but his parents are both deaf and they haven't had the communication their whole life is just he's just been pretty much on his own and he's been able to have some mentors in his life that has helped him and now he is ready to go to aviation mechanic school. He can get a degree in two years and he is connected with some of the small Um, airplane hangars at our executive airport and he is so excited but he needed people there to train him and he's been working at Taco Bell for like over a year and a half and he's become a manager there and when he first came to us he was very quiet and kind of introverted and it's like oh I'm not really sure who I am or what I am and he's just grown so much and then we have many others who have been on the streets who have been I just got a call from a kid that young man that I met when he was in the group home because we have we work with kids from foster care group homes and by the time they're teenagers and they land up in a group home well nobody wants them but I actually got a call from him just the other day and I'm like where are you what are you doing and he's in a really good living situation now and he's going um, he's going to be graduating. Well, no, he did graduate, and he's going to be going into college, and he's looking for a job now, and he was so grateful for all that he learned at Grace Place. And, you know, there's when people say a success story, well, you know how it is. It's like these <laughs> students, you know, for them to even come, come. <laughs> four, <laughs> four days a week for six weeks we do programs, right. that's a miracle. Yeah. That is such a huge step for them. And so we do big blowout graduations for every time they complete a program and that kind of thing. So I always say they take two steps forward, four steps backwards, three steps forward, ten steps backwards. But as long as they keep taking that front step and that Grace Place School is committed to be there for them for as long and forever as they need us. Yeah, we're coming up to the end of our first segment. And uh, I just wanted to say that, that, that um, the thing that keeps me going is that verse that says, and the Holy Ghost will bring all things back to their remembrance. 
And uh, and I hear that so many times when people have come through my program is that, you know, I was just sitting there thinking and I was saying like, oh, what did what did what did Coach Joe say? You know, and uh, man, I it, I said, yeah, I don't have to I don't have to do it this way. You know, what I mean, and and uh, and so that, that's the thing that we hold on to with that kind of clientele. So we're coming up on our break. You listen to Isaiah 61. I have Elizabeth Calder of Grace Place uh, from South Florida. And I will be back after the break to wrap up and hear some more about this ministry. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Dr. Michael Youssef. There are many people who are trying to make us believe that mercy and justice are opposed to each other. But the scripture is clear that mercy that ignores sin is a false mercy. Mercy that refuses to deal with sin is sentimentality and not mercy. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth on leading the way. Weekdays at 6.30 on AM 980 The Mission. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Joe Sutton with my guest, Elizabeth Cauldron. And, uh, Elizabeth, I just, I just want to, to, to lead in with, with uh, you know, it's a lot of times in our journey, right, our faith journey. I mean, you were here working with Prison Fellowship, and you went down to the Fort Lauderdale. As you, as you were journeying, now that you can look back, how was God preparing you for Grace Place? That's a really good question because— now I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said a little bit earlier is that I worked in the public schools working with very high at risk students for almost 18 years. And what was lacking though was I wasn't didn't have the freedom to share Christ with them. But I always when I worked in day treatment centers with these type of kids and then God just showed me they're the exact same type of kids that are getting recruited into this. And so that's where he led me to the educational. And I've also done a lot of work with networking with churches and through prison fellowship and getting to know families of all different cultures and things like that. So that's easy for me to relate to. And, you know, Pastor, most people would think that at my age I should be retiring. (laughs) They tell me too. And a lot of times I think maybe I need to be. But God is so gracious. He just keeps giving energy. And as you know, energy is a big resource that we need, but also we need the other resources too. We need a lot of volunteers, a lot of prayer, like you said. And then, unfortunately, it takes money to do these because we actually pay our students a wage when they come. They can earn a certain amount of money when they come and we use that as a incentive but also so they learn how to manage money and they need the money so we only get our money from very gracious donors and 
when they call you and thank you for being a gracious donor, they are really, really thankful. Yeah, I, and I know one time this guy, he was so nervous. Oh, he was so <laughs> I had to kind of help lead him. I was like, I was like, I, I really appreciate your phone call. And I, you thank me. He said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah thank you. Eva. <laughs> Well, that's one reason why we do that, because students, I mean, kids today, I call them kids, they're teenagers, I'm sorry, but to me, they're kids. But kids today, they don't do a lot of talking on the phone or talking to even to each other. So it's a real skill for them to learn how to communicate on the telephone. And so they're learning the skill of talking on the phone to people they don't know when they call the donors and thank them. But then they've been so blessed by the donors because the donors end up engaging them and praying with them. And the the students come back and they're like, wow, you know, he prayed with me or he's such a neat person or I really like that person. And they're just amazed. Yeah. So it's very helpful. And, 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 and they need a positive example of Christianity because to them, you know, when they cried out to God and prayed for God to deliver them out of their circumstances and there was no answer to the prayer and they get mad at God and think that, you know, God is not for them. So in order for them to get that positive feedback from people in the body of Christ, you know, because we are God's answer. We are God's answer. Whether we God's answer financially, whether we God's answer through prayer, whether we God's answer through volunteering, or, or even ruin the program like you do. When when people cry out, somebody has to answer the prayer. There has to be a physical presence that answers the prayer. And unfortunately, in, in those neighborhoods, that's just not it it doesn't it doesn't happen. You know, it's there's not that 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 physical answer to prayer. So, you know, you know, you already know my heart toward Grace Place. I, I commend you what you're doing. And, uh, and giving those students a, an opportunity. So how many students are you working with right now this summer? Well, we just graduated our summer program. So okay. we had 12 young men and seven young women oh, in separate okay. programs. More men than women? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Because yeah. guys don't like to... They don't like to be in programs. <laughs> I know. And they come and they excel. And we have some very wonderful male, wonderful role models that do the teaching and the mentoring and they just respond they love it yeah so so in in what are some uh words of advice or wisdom that you can give our listeners concerning the whole uh sex trade uh thing what what they can do how they can pray uh you know even though they may not see it like you say it could be happening right next door suburbs urban uh, it could be happening right there. People set up houses everywhere. Uh, what kind of advice could you give them? Well, the first thing is to be aware and to learn some things. There's a lot of information on the Internet. There's also, if you go to our website, graceplaceschool.org, we have a 20-minute documentary drama on there that kind of tells how and shows how some of these kids get recruited and some things about the sex trafficking. So become somewhat knowledgeable. You don't have to be an expert, but just so you can see the signs. And then if you see the signs that 
you've become aware of, report them. Reach out. Don't be silent. That's the main thing. Don't be silent. If something looks like it's not right, most likely it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so just take action. But pray. And then I would say, just like me, just like you and your ministry, pray and ask God, God, how do you want me to respond to this? How can you use my specific gifts and talents to make a difference in this area, even in one child's life, mentoring? Oh, my goodness. Like you said, they need positive male and female role models. If there's a way to mentor through your church, through anything, and it doesn't take much, just love and time. Love and time. It's so often it's like I said, uh, Netflix is a is <laughs> has snatched away more volunteers from the church. <laughs> You're than, right, I than, think. Than Satan, you know, because people binge watch and sit around and and uh, they don't even think about maybe going to service only on Sunday and not doing anything there and and their particular gifts. And uh, you know, people always tease me why I have so many children. I have five adopted children. I said because. I said, I can't sit around and watch children just wither away. And I got room in my house. But my wife told me, I can't bring no more kids home. It's over. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) I love you, Elizabeth. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, uh, Pastor. I enjoy fellowshipping with you. It's a delight to be here. All right. 